Welcome to Sunday Drive, the podcast all about ice cream. I'm Tara. And I'm Kara. And we are coming to you a bit later than we expected. It's been a hectic fall. Um, but back in September, I was traveling in southern Idaho, in southeastern Idaho, and that is dairy country in Idaho, as you've all heard me talk about far too many times. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, Idaho is the third largest dairy producing state in the nation. Um, and because of that, there is some fantastic ice cream in southern Idaho. I'm a big fan of Cloverleaf Creamery, which is out of Buell, Idaho, and then, of course, um, Reed's Dairy in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And Reed's has been around for decades. And I talked to current owner, Alan Reed, about his family's legacy in the dairy business. And then one of my favorite things, of course, about Reed's is they have a really cool little shop in Idaho Falls. It is right by their dairy. So, like, you can eat your ice cream outside and look at the cows. And they have baby cows and other things, too. Um, But they also open at 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So I, I was there for work, so I interviewed Alan bright and early and then had a breakfast ice cream before going going to work. And so uh, here is the story of Reed's Dairy. All right, I'm here with Alan Reed at Reed's Dairy in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And Reed's is a very long-standing part of the whole eastern Idaho community in Idaho Falls. So Alan, can you tell me a little bit about the history of Reed's Dairy? Well, my dad and, and his two brothers started the dairy back in about 1955. They started milking cows, and, and Larry, my uncle, was kind of the driver between the, the cow side of, of their operation. And we started bottling milk uh, ourselves in about 1962. And then we do milk delivery to, to homes. We do home delivery. We have our own dairy store here. And we have a dairy store on the other side of town now that we opened a year and a half ago. And in 1981, we decided that we needed to have some place better to go with our cream than just selling it to you know, another company. And so that's when I felt it was a good idea that we started making ice cream. So I went to North Carolina State for a while, learned how to make ice cream from their food science department, and come back and we started working on our own formula. And we've just uh, grown from there. <laughs> that's really cool. I, I, one thing I've always loved about coming out to Reed's is that here on the, the Broadway Street location, you can see the cows. They're right there. Uh, you can eat your ice cream and visit with them. Uh, why have you kept it such a tight operation where it's all part of one company? Well, we've, we've just felt it's important to have it as a family company. Um, you know, I, I'm in, my dad and his two brothers started. I'm involved in the business. I have a son now that's in, involved in the business. And kind of the driving factor behind our ice cream was my grandmother used to make ice cream all the time. If we had a party, she was making ice cream. So when we started with this, kind of the the driving factor behind the quality that we had is we wanted to make something that was that good awesome. for everybody. And that's what's driven our formulas and, and to keep us in the high end. And we like to have people come out and see what we do here. And so we do have areas so people can pet the calves, the baby pigs and goats and all those kind of things and still enjoy ice cream. Excellent. So tell me more about your kind of initial experiments in that, into making ice cream. How did it go? What were the trial and error? Um, what did you learn about it? Well, we dumped a lot of ice cream down the drain. <laughs> we would, of course, we have our own processing plant here, so that helps. 
So we started with, you know, where we thought our formula wanted to be, should be, and, and we'd mix up 25 gallons and pasteurize it and then run it through the batch freezer and see what happened after it was hard. And we, we worked on our formula before we officially started selling anything for almost about eight months until okay. we really got it where we wanted it to be. Uh, since then, we've made maybe a couple tiny adjustments in the, the, about the first three years of making ice cream. But since then, we've stayed with our tried and true formula, and that's what we use today. All right. So what would you say characterizes Reed's Dairy ice cream? Extremely homemade style. Mm -hmm. It has a, a real rich mouthfeel to it. it. If it melts, it melts back into liquid. It doesn't stay as is kind of foamed up in the in the bowl mm -hmm. and we hand make everything we stir in all the candies and caramels and fudge and everything and so our goal is to make a real premium ice cream that is the best ice cream people can have awesome um, so how do you develop flavors because I know you have a long long list of flavors I think I've only gotten to try about six because there's so many yeah we have a little over a hundred flavors on our flavor list and, and that we make it one time during the the season. Most of our flavors, you know, we look out there what people are liking in the marketplace with other ice creams and then we we kind of use that as a starting point and create our own version of that. We've gotten several flavors off of cake mixes. Oh cool. You go down to the grocery store and you have a cake mix with a certain ingredients in it. You know, that sounds really good. And so we will try to copy that into an ice cream. And some of our customers have brought us ideas, and we've tested those. If they sold well, we've kept them in our line. Nice. Uh, so what is your personal favorite ice cream, or if you need a list of favorites? <laughs> <laughs> well, my personal favorite is vanilla. All right. I've, just, I've always been a fan of vanilla, and, and we've got a great blend of, of uh, all-natural vanillas that we use to, to make our vanilla. I just really like the vanilla. That's good. You don't always find someone who sticks with that, but when you love it, you love it. Um, I guess, what are, what are some things that you think make Reed's Dairy kind of a special part of the Idaho Falls community in the area? Well, we've tried to, to really be part of the community. We have, in the spring, we have breakfast at the dairy. People come out, we cook pancakes, they get two pancakes with a scoop of ice cream on it <laughs> and syrup. We have Halloween parties where we have ice cream eating contests and donut eating contests and we do those things during the year. We have we try to have some kind of event every month here at the dairy where the community come. It's of no cost to the community. It's just a way of us saying thank you for the great support that we've had all these years. And and so we like to be part of the community and provide a place that they can come and enjoy their family. Excellent. And there is a lot more than just ice cream at the shop, right? What, what are some of the other things that you guys sell? Well, as I mentioned, we bottle milks. We have all varieties of milk, including raw milk. We also manufacture cheese. We make a mild cheddar cheese, and most of that is sold as fresh cheese curds. Oh, yum. <laughs> and, and, of course, you know, a variety of other dairy products um, that, that we purchase. We don't necessarily buy, but we're a distributor for other dairy products. Okay. And you know soft drinks the other thing that's that's a big seller in our stores is our grilled cheese sandwiches yes we use our our own cheddar cheese we make a, a special uh, butter that goes on the bread we have a bakery that makes the bread the way we like it so it 
it uh, makes a really good grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, I haven't tried one because I'm always so full of ice cream, but I need to. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we sell hundreds of them a day. It's It's been awesome. a great seller. We started in that because we wanted, trying to figure out ways to sell more cheese. Okay. We thought, yeah, grilled cheese sandwiches maybe, and we've really, we've really created something that people like. And everybody loves grilled cheese. <laughs> they do. So, uh, except, actually, you know what? I have a very picky seven-year-old who doesn't like cheddar cheese, and we can't get him to eat grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> he's the, so he's the only person on the planet. He's missing out. <laughs> I agree. So, um, between there's the shop here in Idaho Falls. There's a shop out in Ammon. Um, where else can people get Reed's ice cream? Other than our two dairy stores, we have ice cream in most of the grocery stores here in, in southeastern Idaho. And so they can pick up the grocery store. We've got a variety of other dipping stores in the valley here that okay. serve our ice cream. And so it's fairly easy to find it in southeastern Idaho. And we're just we're just in the process of getting ready to open a store over in the Treasure Valley. Oh, cool. And, and so we hope to have it open in the spring. Yeah, and you know what? There's kind of a gap for ice cream in Boise. There's For as big of a city as it is, there's not a lot of homemade, high-quality ice cream. Yeah, we found the same thing. Is we, we started milk delivery over there early mm -hmm. this spring, and we've had all customers after customers say, it's great to have your milk over here, but what about your ice cream? We're tired <laughs> of driving out Old Falls, and so we're looking forward to being there. Excellent. And then do you also do, uh, I think I saw on your website, that you can do delivery or mail delivery of ice cream? Oh, we do. I appreciate you bringing that up. We ship every Monday. We ship our ice cream packages out, and so people can go on our website. They can order five flavors of pints of ice cream and then we throw in a surprise six pint oh, cool. um, and, and we ship every Monday people order and, and we go to the FedEx every Monday with boxes of ice cream that's exciting I've never I have yet to order ice cream by mail but I really want to just because of the excitement of opening a box of ice cream I think yeah we've got a lot of, of regular customers that order for themselves and we also have quite a few people that use it as gifts for birthdays and mm -hmm. client appreciation gifts and so it's it's become a, a real fun thing to be involved in excellent so one thing that I always ask every ice cream maker is what are some of the most unusual flavors that you have or the most kind of trademark things well, probably the, the trademark favor for us is the huckleberry. Oh, yeah. And, and, of course, you know, if you're in the Rocky Mountains, you've got to have huckleberry something. Yeah. <laughs> but but we went to great lengths to, to do a really good huckleberry. I think the other interesting flavor that we have is maple nut, which is hard to find. Yeah, it's such a classic. It, it is, and there's a lot of people that really like it. It's, it's one of our, our better sellers that we keep mm. in our cabinet all the time. Uh, we've tried some strange flavors. We've had, we've had some... A company that came in wanted us to make pickle ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> um, he he wanted to do it kind of as a joke for some some ladies that were in the pregnant way in his in his company. And nice. It it wasn't a really good flavor you'd want to eat every night. <laughs> uh, the other one we had we had a jerky manufacturer here in town that asked us to make jerky ice cream. Really. Um, you know that one wasn't too bad. Um, okay. But we we did that for them. We've also made a, a bacon maple syrup ice cream yeah and that's that's hip <laughs> yeah and it it sells pretty good and we put it out there we don't make it often but it's a nice specialty 
All right. So that's some fun stuff. It's funny. There's uh, meat ice cream is kind of a thing that we have started seeing everywhere, and I'm not sold on it yet. But if you say the jerky is good, I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Um, and huckleberry too. Yeah, being from you know I'm from up in Moscow, and everybody makes huckleberry ice cream, and we keep discussing what a challenge it is to make really good huckleberry. So I'll, I'm excited to try yours sometime. <laughs> So, um, yeah, just anything else you think that people might be interested in about reeds and about your your kind of long history as an ice cream maker? You know, ice cream has, originally we were in the milk business, and so the milk business has been our bread and butter. And, and as our ice cream has become more popular and more popular, um, it's become a real important part of our business. And I think that, you know, Whoever's making ice cream or whatever we're doing, we need to make sure that we stay true to that category of ice cream that we want to be in. Mm -hmm. We've we've had discussions about making our ice cream less expensive or cheapening up some. I, I think whether you're making an economy ice cream or a super premium or wherever you are, I think it's important for your reputation to stay in the category that you're in and make the best product you can make in that category. Excellent. And I think you guys are definitely known for that. So thank you very much, Alan, for your time. Um, if there are folks out there who want to visit Reed's online, where should they go? A good place is to go to reedsicecream.com. That's R-E-E-D-S, icecream.com. They can see our flavors there, and that's, that's where people go to order, and, and it has a link to our other websites. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so that was Alan Reed with Reed's Dairy, and Kara has things to say not just about ice cream, but about breakfast ice cream. I'm going to have to tell you, I, I think breakfast ice cream is probably my favorite breakfast food and probably favorite time for ice cream. Well, it's dairy. Dairy is, we, we associate dairy with breakfast in yeah. America. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like you get that kind of like that cereal, mm -hmm. but it's better because there's sugar. Yeah, and it's a waffle cone. Ah, I did. I had a giant waffle cone, and I had Reed's Huckleberry, which is very good. It's not overly sweet, which is an important thing in Huckleberry. And then I had, um, oh, I'm not, not remembering exactly what it was called, but it was essentially like raspberry and strawberry with Oreos in it, which was really, really good. Um, though I'm still kicking myself, their chocolate ice cream is wonderful. I've had their chocolate ice cream before, and it's just everything you dream of in a classic chocolate ice cream. And I didn't have it because uh, I was stuffed to the brim by the time I had those two scoops. And I think I was too berry heavy, but still, it was it was a pretty fantastic way to start the day. <laughs> yes, berries. Berries are great. That yeah. Oreo, the Oreo combo with berries is, I'm kind of seeing a trend upwards on that lately. It's not yeah. something you usually think of, but it's it's becoming more popular, the berries with the Oreo. And combining other things with Oreos. Like we had the lemon Oreo from the Ice Dream Shop in Lewiston, which is no longer in existence. I learned that uh, the family that owned that sold that, which sounds like it was probably a good move for them because it was really a huge amount of work maintaining that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I think as Oreo is experimenting with different flavors, ice cream makers are also going, you know what? Everyone loves Oreos. We can put them in anything. Yeah, the holiday fudge covered Oreos are out right now at the store, and I'm having, I think I'm going through a box by myself a week, which is That's awesome. not great, but they're delicious. That would be good ice cream, and I love uh, coconut and Oreo. I think like a really good coconut ice cream with Oreos in it would be amazing. Yeah, I actually, so... I'll probably mention this again, but um, Snoqualmie is now being carried in Safeway. 
Oh, yeah. No, they've carried them for quite yeah, a while. I didn't. I just found it in my Safeway recently. Oh, okay. And I actually crumbled up a fudge Oreo and put it on top of their Blackberry the other day. Oh. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. It was really, really good. Yeah. My other, we just, we've been eating today uh, pretzel thins covered in dark chocolate and crushed up candy canes. And that would make really good ice cream. We were just about to hit the holiday season, and I just I start thinking about all the different chocolate combos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. In my family, my mother makes just mass amounts of chocolates. Yes. And I'm already just hoping I get a whole bag when I get back from Thanksgiving <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Put them in ice cream, um, which kind of brings me to, so I haven't made any ice cream lately. And it took us three months to make this podcast. And so we are formally announcing a change in plans, at least for now, for Sunday Drive and what it looks like. Yeah, so I I think we both kind of had this discussion um, between our two jobs, A, Mm -hmm. and especially for some reason fall. Fall in higher ed is just really packed and full. Um, It's almost like everyone remembers everything is due the first day of September. (laughs) So with that being said, I think we're looking at how to restructure. Um, We'll take ideas from our listeners, but we are probably no longer going to be a once a month podcast. It is just too quick of a turn for us. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we think we can do a little bit more too with the blogging if we weren't focused once a month on podcasting. So we might come back again in the summer months with a shortened season, much like cereal. Um, uh, <laughs> cereal, ice cream <laughs> podcast, same difference. Same difference, right? <laughs> um, where you'll have between, you know, six and ten episodes where, you know, kind of spread out, but a shortened season where it makes sense. And mm-hmm. we'll be able to kind of backlog it and look at it, but it'll probably change format if we go into that direction. But we do want to keep bringing you cool ice cream things. And Tara has journalism running through her blood. <laughs> and I like to still blog quite a bit. So the blog will still be active um, and hopefully a little bit more active because we won't feel guilty about blogging without having a <laughs> podcast up. True. And because you know, we're also hitting the point where a lot of uh, where travel is really hard in the Northwest in the winter and travel is just like where we have jobs and families and lives that getting to places to interview ice cream makers is really difficult. And we know that phone over the phone recording is not ideal, especially with the equipment we have access to. But being able to do even just email interviews with ice cream makers it's going to expand what we can do a lot. Um, and so our first blog post of the new Sunday Drive blog, which is going to look the same but just be more of a blog than a podcast, will be up soon. I spent uh, a long weekend in Oregon with cousins earlier in November. And, of course, uh, especially now because, like, my whole family knows that we plot parts of the trip around ice cream. So um, I was in Bend and had gelato at a new gelato shop that's there in town, and it was absolutely incredible. I think um, I've had good gelato a lot of places. I've had very good fresh gelato in Seattle, um, but a lot, you know, a lot of gelato shops in the United States use a mix or powder, um, and so it's tasty, but it's not really innovative necessarily, and this place was very innovative, um, and so I'm not going to tell you exactly how. You have to check out the blog, and then, um, of course, I was over on the Oregon coast and had Tillamook ice cream, which I like in general, um, but getting it on the Oregon coast is a little extra special, and then uh, up in in Portland, of course, everybody knows Salt and Straw, and I've been to Salt and Straw, and it was fabulous, and they're always doing just the most creative, off-the-wall, fascinating, community-oriented 
things. But uh, a good friend of mine who lived in Portland for a while suggested Cloud City Ice Cream, which is out in a little strip mall by a Safeway in some neighborhood in Portland that I've never been to before, and it is absolutely wonderful. Um, I have a new thing I do whenever I go into an ice cream shop where I immediately ask the person like, how many samples can I really have before you're going to get annoyed with me? <laughs> because if you say, oh, try as many as you want, I'm going to take that very seriously. And so I did. I tried almost everything because everything looked so good and was so interesting. And they had probably 40 flavors, 30 flavors. Um, and settled on one of their signatures, which is called Unicorn. And it has, it's like mascarpone base, and it has red velvet cake, which I'm not always a huge fan of, but it's really good, and like a cream cheese swirl in it, and it's really insanely good. Um, and a few others that, once again, I'll leave to the blog. And uh, it's also the magic of the half scoop, because most places, like, where you want to try a ton, they'll give you a half scoop. But then it, it ended up, essentially, especially in their format of waffle cone that was super wide, being like a four-scoop ice cream cone. And we had just been in Portland, and we'd been at Moonstruck Chocolates, and we'd been at a candy store, and we'd been, I had, like, a giant shawarma from a food truck, and I was still like, yeah, I can eat food, four scoops of ice cream. That's cool. It's no biggie. Ice cream's a zero-calorie intake food, right? Yeah. Like, you just, it's magic. It creates more space in your stomach. I'd expended a lot of energy uh, stressing out about Portland traffic with my cousin, even though I wasn't driving. She was. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that blog. I'm going to get it together fairly soon, and uh, of course our Instagram and and Twitter we're still posting ice cream on. Kara, what have been your ice cream adventures of late? So I actually feel kind of a little guilty because I really haven't had a lot of ice cream <gasps> adventures lately, besides buying Snoqualmie from the supermarket <laughs> and eating it all by myself. It was delicious blackberry ice cream, but that's pretty legit. It's pretty legit. Um, I think. The big thing is I really need to start getting back to making more. Um, I actually found someone who has a lavender farm up in Palouse hey. and have bought a whole thing of lavender. So we'll get there with that. So um, and you can eat that yourself because yes. we all know how I feel about lavender. Well, I'm thinking, you know, lavender, chocolate. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So I will, I'll, I'm going to be probably cooking a little bit more. Um, I'm also looking forward to on the blog. I've kind of decided if you're going to write, I will probably start videotaping a little bit more. Oh, fine. So you might see my actual face when I'm making things <laughs> and um, we'll kind of go that way. I think I've always been a little bit more mixed media. Um, I love to write, but sometimes writing <laughs> just, I don't feel like I get too nitpicky on myself. I only like to write. I know. <laughs> I don't like to do anything else. I know. Between the two of us, it's like, I'll let Tara write this. I'll, <laughs> I can sit here and edit. So, um, but no, I think my adventures in ice cream have been kind of sad lately, mostly because I just haven't been able to travel a lot. I know. So hopefully the reformatting of Sunday Drive will kind of re-energize us, give you more access to great ice cream, great ice cream makers, um, and not not become a, a homework assignment. We can't turn ice cream into a homework assignment. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to feel a little bit like a fifth grader who waited to the last minute to procrastinate on something, which I was that fifth grader, so. I, w I was not, but still. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't want to eat ice cream and talk about it. It's so much work. Um, I think it's mostly just trying to figure out how we're going to get people on the phone. Yeah, yeah, or how we're going to get to places, because I really like to try things before we do them but now it's like you know we could travel to a place and not need to be like okay I'm gonna be in town for an hour and we have to interview can you be around but go eat their ice cream enjoy it and then down the road 
send them emails and interview them. And I think, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think that will be fun. And we hope you stick out for it. Yeah, stick around. Um, I guess this is our fir- our last official episode of season one. We're calling it season one. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. We, we, we gave you 13 episodes, just very much spaced out. Yeah, well, mostly within a year, just this last one. <laughs> yeah, we're good. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll be on the blog. Make sure you follow us. Yeah, so it's uh, sundaydrivepodcast.blogspot.com. That may change. We'll have to discuss that because we're not a podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, or at least for now. Uh, but, we, you know, for now, start there. We may redirect you. Uh, and follow us at Sunday Drive on Instagram and at Sunday Drive on Twitter. And we still do have Sunday Drive Facebook. I think it's Sunday Drive Podcast. Um, but that, that may also start looking a little different as we redevelop things. But we appreciate you. Uh, thanks, Grandma, for listening to all of our episodes. <laughs> and, and my mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody else out there. Uh, and we hope that you have learned some things. And we hope that you don't stop just because we are. You no longer have to hear our goofy voices. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love the sound of my voice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you're ever in Idaho Falls, go to Reed's Dairy. And if you're, if you're ever looking for suggestions for ice cream in the Northwest, we would love to provide that. And we would like to talk back and forth to you. That might be something we have a little more time to do in the new format, too. So thank you for listening to Sunday Drive. Mm-hmm.